Check, check, one, two, testing, one, two. Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number 39. Let's take one. Shine Bandits, how do you guys like that opening song? Uh, Rackhouse Ramblings, episode number 39. I'm your host, Jeff. This is the 19th episode of the second season. What a crazy week, isn't it? The uh, thunderstorms, the rain, the 90-degree steamy frickin' heat. <sighs> With that being said, <laughs> we're going to revisit a drink from a few, uh, quite a few episodes back. It was uh, called, it was the Here Kitty Kitty. I don't know if you guys remember that one, but uh, it's perfect when it's hot like this. It's um, a play on that uh, Joe Exotic Tiger documentary, and the drink was made with bourbon, frozen crushed berries, simple syrup, lemonade, all served over ice. And lo and behold, I have one already made up here, and I used uh, Traverse City Whiskey's bourbon. Uh, it goes down really smooth, and I'll put a picture on Instagram of this drink. I did put some frozen strawberries. They kind of act like the uh, ice cubes help chill it down. There you go. So help yourself to a here kitty kitty. Um, what else we got? So during the last episode, I talked about my recent trip to Wisconsin and uh, visited the Lumberjack World Championships. And uh, the championships don't go on all day, so we had some downtime. And what I did during the downtime, one of the uh, excursions was to visit the Wisconsin Canoe Heritage Museum. I know, I know, it sounds boring, but canoes are pretty cool. Uh, it was in the next town over called Spooner, Wisconsin. It was like 20 minutes from where we were staying uh, watching the Lumberjack Championships. The museum isn't large by any means. I guess I'd compare it to like a large family restaurant. Um, and from the outside, didn't look like much, but looks can be deceiving. Went inside, take a stroll through some canoe history, and it was like walking through Ikea. I don't know if you guys have ever been through Ikea, but the pathway through Ikea kind of snakes through, right, through all the different vignettes. And this was similar to that. Um, it takes you around the museum through different canoe displays. And it started out uh, with a real, the very first display got my attention. It was a birch bark canoe, a real live one right in front of you, handmade. And... I really, really took some time and stared at this thing because there was so much going on with it. It was uh, birch on the sides with the wood frame, and it had, of course, the, the bark was on the outside and all patched together and everything. Um, it, it, I stared at it for what, whatever. I'll move on. There was canoes hanging from the ceiling. Uh, there was probably more canoes hanging from above than there was on the ground. And as I was looking around, you could kind of, it was like a history going through time, right? And back to that birch bark one, I didn't realize there was at least five different woods or materials used in there. Uh, of course, uh, there's birch on the outside. Then there's cedar because it bends. There's willow. There's ironwood. There's ash. There's oak. And each wood serves a different purpose. So the cedar bends and it helps to make the shape. Same with the birch on the outside holds the shape. And then the harder rib parts along the edges called the gunwales would be like your ash or your oak. And then... This thing was put together with no nails, no screws, so instead they would use wooden pegs. And the pegs were made of something called ironwood. It was it was it was really cool. Well maybe we'll do a deep dive on that another day. I was pretty I was blown away. But a large part of the canoes on display were made uh the one of the modern ways, I should say. Um and I'll try and explain to you. It starts with like an up upside down wood form of a canoe. 
So you have this form, then you bend these cedar strips across the form, uh, side to side. Think of like the letter U. If you take that letter U and flip it upside down, that would be a rib. So you put one of these ribs in the middle, and then you work your way left and work your way right. And by middle, I mean the middle of the canoe. And so that goes across the form. And then you do like 10 or 12 of these, and that kind of takes the shape of the canoe. And so the letter U is the biggest in the middle of the canoe. And as you go towards the tips, the U gets smaller and smaller. And that's how you get that size. The, um, once you get those U shapes, then you go strips side to side. Those are made of spruce. And, uh, well, excuse me, not sure what that was. There we go, quiet that down. Then, uh, so you put the, after the U, you go side to side with the spruce strips. Then once you have this, the spruce strips uh, kind of make up the shape of the canoe. And then you cover this with a piece of canvas. And that canvas is stretched tight and smooth. And they kind of smear it with a filler. I think it was a plaster or something like that. I haven't read up completely on it. And then they paint it over and that gives you the finish. Then you pop that off the form, flip it over, and on the inside you'll put your two seats or one seat if you want and the little handles and things like that. And you end up with a finished canoe. It's really, really something to see. I don't know if you guys, they, sometimes they call it a Maine guides canoe, like the state of Maine. Um, but you Google it one time, check it out. The uh, Wisconsin, uh, where did I go? WisconsinCanoeHeritageMuseum.com. Check out their website. It was pretty cool to walk through. If you're ever in Spooner, Wisconsin, I would give it a listen. Or give it a listen. Listen to me. I'm all over the map. <laughs> Hang on. I better take another sip. I would give it a walkthrough, as a matter of fact. There you go. So, Wisconsin Canoe Heritage Museum. I thought it was cool. I think you guys will think it was cool. I'll try and throw a few pictures on my Instagram. Um, check it out, man. We'll be right back with our next segment. Okay, we're back. So I, when I was sitting down to work on the uh, the script for this episode, I really wasn't sure what else to talk about, but then something came up. So earlier today, I uh, uh, had to run up to Wine Palace, my favorite uh, bourbon supply store in, uh, over in Livonia on uh, Middle Belt and uh, 96, right there at the uh, Freeway Exchange. Right now there's construction going on, but don't worry about it. Just come from the north. If you're at five mile, come down middle belt, turn right, and you're in the, in no problem. But anyway, wine cellar, one of my favorite, favorite suppliers. When I'm not in Kentucky, uh, he has a really, really good selection. So anyway, Kevin and I, Kevin from uh, uh, Station 3 where I work, uh, he and I went there to buy a few gifts, and we met there and walked around, checked out what he had. Uh, had some really good uh, products to look. Has a, a a store pick for Larceny, twenty nine bucks, twenty nine ninety nine, uh, from Heaven Hill Distributors. Definitely check that one out. Also had a New Riff single barrel pick. I've checked that one out. Um, but we were looking for something a little bit more top shelf than that. So we bought a couple of good bottles of bourbon. The uh, what did we get here? We got an Angel's Envy. We picked up a Whistle Pig, uh, 10 year, I think it was. We picked up a good bottle of tequila for another friend. And then for myself, I picked up uh, the new Bradshaw bourbon. Um, so while I was there, I was talking and I met Cliff for the first time. I, I should say I've talked to Cliff before, but formally introduced myself. Said, hey, Cliff, I have this podcast. You know, maybe we can uh, work together on something. He's very open to it. And we started talking bourbon. And I was telling him, you know, all the distilleries I'd been to and the tour I'd been to. And 
things like that and uh, pointing out some of my things that I thought he had on display that were really good values. Of course, he had a uh, Evan Williams single barrel, 29 bucks. That's always a good choice, my, my personal favorite. He had some Boone County stuff that was there that is hard to find anywhere else. Um, what else did he have in there? He had his uh, Four Roses single barrel. So anyway, we're going on and on, and Cliff and I are talking. And um, Cliff said, hey, you know what, Jeff, can you do me a favor? And I said, sure. He goes, can you step around back here and uh, sample a couple of these uh, barrel picks? And I was totally blown away. Thanks, Cliff, you're listening. Um, and he, he said, you know, you... You obviously know bourbon. Can you taste these three and tell me what you think? So stepped around behind the counter and he had uh, the little, they're small little vials almost of bourbon. Each vial was from a different barrel. And I said, before I taste anything, don't tell me where it's from. Don't tell me anything. Let me just taste them. So he gave me three little sip, uh, little plastic shot glasses, I guess. And uh, taking a sip of each, all three are really good. They're out, All three of them are outstanding. But what I noticed about the three different barrels... I thought of it almost as good, better, and best. Uh, the first sip was very good, very smooth. But the if I was to use one word to describe it, I would say calm or mellow. The second one was a little bit more uh, flavorful, a little bit more uh, robust, more, uh, uh, more going on. And the third one to me was... Uh, like fireworks, like a, like cinnamon, like nutmeg, uh, a lot more flavor than the other two. And that's the one that I had picked. I said, Cliff, this is the one I like, has really good flavor, good finish, no burn. Um, that would be the one that I would pick. And he goes, oh, that's great. Cause that's, uh, I think he said, Tom is someone else that, that uh, picked the same one. And he goes, thank you so much. I said, you know, I really appreciate it. How about uh, when you release this, when you get this in the store, let me know and maybe we can do a podcast from here. So stay tuned, Cliff. I'm going to reach out to you. We're going to try and put something together and, and even for the listener. So uh, when we were done, he told me it was uh, uh, Russell Reserve is what it sounds like. And um, maybe we'll uh, have some people out to buy some Russell Reserve Wine Palace store pick. So that was kind of like my highlight of the day uh, for you. I thought I would share it with you guys. So. Uh, not knowing what to talk about, said, so, you know what? We're going to talk about this. People might be interested. So check it out. Wine Palace in Livonia. It's right at 96 and Middle Belt, right at the freeway interchange next to uh, Bob Evans, if you're familiar. There's a lot of construction going on there right now. So if you want to stop by and see what he's got, I highly suggest it. Um, and you know what? Uh, before I say anything, long before I'd met Cliff or been in there uh, yesterday or today, um, they are always really nice people. I've spoke to Cliff a number of times and he'll give a suggestion for a bottle and things like that. And everyone in there was really helpful. So you guys should check it out. Wine Palace in Livonia, my favorite local bourbon supplier. Stay right there. Rackhouse Ramblings will be right back. Okay, I'm going to close out the show with just uh, one more segment. I don't know if you guys have been paying any attention to TV. I had to talk about this TV uh, pod. Oh, actually, podcast too. Let's get to the TV part first. Number one, Alone. Watch the show. It's awesome. Last night's episode was pretty cool. Uh, Coulter, one of my favorite guys, I thought he was going to go all the way. Got got sent home for uh, doctor reasons. He was losing too much weight. Damn, I was bummed. Three people left. So that was Alone. Um, number two last night was the, uh, Field of Dreams baseball game. What'd you guys think? I thought the concept was good. The idea was good. 
Um, the pregame was good, but as a fan watching it at home, to me it looked a lot like just a normal game, right? I suppose being there is probably the best way to uh, enjoy it, right? But for me, sitting at home, I really didn't... Um, I got, I don't know, I guess I expected more, right? I It wasn't as good as a, a fan experience as I wanted, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Let me know what you think. Uh, what else do I got? Oh, the um, podcast. So lately, I've been listening to a new podcast, and I really, really like it. It's part of the Meat Eater series. It's called Bear Grease. And so if you're on uh, listening to me on Spotify or Podbean or whatever, check it out, Bear Grease. Uh, the guy talks about outdoor stuff and different things. Um, the last one I listened to was about Daniel Boone. And I thought it's the first part. He just dropped uh, Wednesday and he drops them every Wednesday. I thought it was really, really, really interesting. Um, if you guys like this podcast, I think there's a handful of you out there uh, that are in the outdoors might like this one called Bear Grease. But give it a listen. And um, I think with that being said, I'm going to have a few sips of my here kitty kitty. I'm going to have a, it's just a short podcast this week. Just felt like dropping one. So with that being said, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Rackhouse Ramblings episode number 39 is out. Oh, Dave Matthews in concert. Here's some Dave Matthews. What you need and we disappear Without a trace we'll be gone, gone The moon and the stars will follow the car